0: Hello friends. So just wanted to pop in and make another episode. I was kinda shocked, but um last episode had a lot of listens. So thank you guys for listening. Um I hope I thought you guys found it entertaining and were able to um, have a good time listening to it. It was all over the place. Um i really wasn't expecting a lot of people to listen to it um so i was just kind of like "Eh, this can be bad and that's okay but another thing about that too is like sometimes it is good that something is just kind of raw and real all my conversations with you guys are unedited for the most part it's not like i'm saying bad things or saying really really private things and what i share with you guys is something that like i'd be comfortable sharing with a lot of people, so it's not like, you know, you're getting the exclusive scoop into my life all the time, because I do like privacy, I'm not going to tell you all these like super personal things, but I'm open to talking about mental health, ups and downs of life, um, you know, my decisions to, I don't know, I guess develop certain habits, healthy habits and lifestyle and whatnot, so... Kind of um sharing those type of things with you guys is something that i feel very comfortable doing it's something i've been able to get better at if that makes sense um whenever you're talking on i you know a podcast it does feel unnatural because it feels like you're just talking to yourself which sounds kind of weird and crazy and you know i probably it's really awkward about it at first, but it just feels natural with time, and
1: all that I talk
0: to you guys about is just, it's unscripted. I don't go in to an episode having a plan. I never do at the beginning of this series I did, but now it's just kind of like I'm all over the place, so I just kind of go with the flow, do my own thing, um, and try to have these really good, raw, unedited talks for you guys because i want people to see that i'm human i'm not perfect i don't have it all together i'm just an average girl trying to do something fun and do something to express myself and i feel like words are very powerful and whether that is me you know expressing myself through music or through a podcast or through my blog or something. I find it just a good creative outlet and it helps me to, I guess, kind of feel a little bit more um, comfortable sharing things with others that I wouldn't always maybe feel comfortable sharing in the past, if that makes sense. Um, So what I'm sharing with you guys is something that i feel like others should feel comfortable talking about too and that's what i want to make known um and if that wasn't obvious already just kind of wanted to share that with you guys i think for me personally when i'm trying to find things to listen to or content to take in in the back of my mind i'm constantly asking myself okay how is this going to make me a better person how is what i'm doing going to affect me and it's just a really good, healthy kind of question to ask yourself because what you take in is really important. And I talked about that in my previous episode, you know, the foods and all those things, that's important. It's important to know what you're taking in and um, how those things are helping you as a person. So if you're able to do that, um, just, just. Try it. You know, just try to be more conscious about what you take in as an individual, whether that be food, um, music, literature, entertainment, your time spent on social media. So maybe the uh, Instagram world, you know, just be careful because you start to fall down a rabbit hole. You start to into bad habits with a lot of those type of things I know I certainly have that's why I am personally taking a break from um, Instagram at the moment like it's not I'm not taking a break from all social media platforms because again I'm a Pinterest addict and it's only because the only reason I let myself go on there is just because it helps me to feel more creative and um I go on there for like inspirational quotes or and decoration ideas for recipes so even though I end up looking at like baby pictures and like funny memes and all the random stuff on there as well and it definitely is a distraction it's probably one of the more wholesome um social media platforms out there obviously there's just like there's there's inappropriate content no matter where you go on the internet it's something that we should always be cautious and aware of but it's just it's not something I am looking up. Um, so I just, I personally like Pinterest more and I've talked to you guys about that. Um, it's just like, you don't have to really interact with people. And as an introvert, it's just, it's that little safe haven in the social media world, if that makes sense. So I go on there, even though I'm saying I'm taking a break from social media, it really just means I'm taking a break from Instagram because it's much as i love that it brings people together and i can connect with people it has been very difficult for me in some aspects like i feel like it has made my mental health worse it has affected me in different ways most of the time unconsciously it's not like i'm going on there and i know exactly what's bothering me and triggering me and i can just avoid it it's just kind of a lot of different things And it can be overwhelming too i think i try not to go there on there that often but when i go on there it's like i'm flooded with so much content that it just gets so overwhelming and taxing to me that i'm just kind of like okay this is doing more harm than good for me right now because it's just overwhelming it's like an information overload um and i mean if you guys know what sensory overload is I feel like that can happen even on social media, you know? Sensory overload is more of, like, an atmosphere thing where, you know, a lot of loud noises, a lot of just, I guess, a lot of things competing for attention in a way. Like, those just little sounds you hear, like, I don't know, the piano, or,
1: um, I don't know,
0: your pets, or just all those little background sounds that seem to be, like, ten times louder than they normally are, and it's just
1: all these different things going on and
0: it just makes you start to feel almost like claustrophobic or trapped or like really just uncomfortable and i don't know in a way you're kind of just on edge i don't know if that makes sense like that happens to me sometimes and i feel like you can feel that on social media um i spoke to someone about that who has a very similar personality as me we have like the same Myers-Briggs personality type. And again, guys, those things don't define you and they don't basically like put you in a perfect little box that you fit in and you're exactly like someone else. I could encounter someone that has a lot of similar traits or um, has a lot of similar mannerisms and all those type of things as me, but we're still very different, unique individuals. Um, So when it comes to things like personality types or mannerisms or all those types of things, you can be similar, but you're not the exact same person. You're not sharing all the exact same mannerisms and thoughts and all that kind of stuff. You might go through a similar thought process or you might, you know, kind of think in a certain way that's very similar to someone else, a similar personality type to you, but you're not going to be, like, exactly like that person. I have a love-hate relationship with personality types. I feel like it is kind of good, and I guess, to, to be aware of it, to be very conscious of it, because it shows you how you behave in certain, I guess, certain situations, and um, and it shows you how others might behave similarly or might not because of The way that their brain is wired and how they react and act in certain situations. So it helps you to know that, like, okay, maybe the reason someone isn't working their best in this group project is because, you know, they're just wired a different way as me. It's not a personal thing. And I think keeping that in mind is really good too for interactions with people in the future. Like, if you're trying to get to know someone and it just ain't working. It could just be that they have this certain traits, and you have certain traits that don't quite go together. They're not complementary, and we're not meant to be friends with everybody. And another thing, too, is you're not meant to be attracted to everybody. So if one of your you know, friends is just kind of like, oh, this guy is so cute, and you look at that guy, and you're like, I just don't think he's cute. It's okay. You're not meant to find every person attractive. And that's a good thing, though, because think about how, like, if everybody found everybody attractive, and if everybody found everybody just to be a really good, delightful person to be around, like, nobody would be, like, in a good relationship or a good friendship. Everything would be so surface level. You, would, you wouldn't be able to commit to a relationship or a friendship or anything. So it's good to have these differences. It's good to not always find every single person that you meet attractive. Like, that's a good thing, guys. And I just think it's kind of another reason why people shouldn't judge others. Like, for example, when if I find a guy attractive, it hurts when a friend is like, oh, he's not cute or whatever, because then you start feeling insecure and, like, you can't talk about that guy around that person. It's like, well,
1: what, what if I'm not...
0: Looking for looks. Like, what if I saw past that? What if that was the second thing I saw? What if I liked his personality? I liked his traits. I liked,
1: you know, who he was as a person,
0: not who he looked like on the outside. And that was just like a bonus thing afterwards. Like, that's another thing, too, is I just feel like people can be so judgy when it comes to looks and appearances. And that's why social media is just, it can be a very, dark and healthy place because you're subconsciously comparing yourself to people all the time, and everybody on there is trying to look like they're having the best life they possibly could. And there's nothing wrong with that because they have, you know, their own free will to decide what they want to do. They are allowed to post what they want to post, say what they want to say, and people shouldn't judge them for that. But Again, it is just important to realize that not everybody is sharing, you know, what's going on in their life. And even people who share very personal and deep things on social media don't always show the full picture as well. And honestly, the more I think about it, the more healthy it is to just be private certain things like that in a circle of people that you know wouldn't use those things against you, wouldn't harm you, and would be able to, I guess, be a good support system for you. Um, Like, it is healthy to share and to be honest with people. But, you know, the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't have to share everything with everybody I encounter and that's okay. You know, I'm the type of person who loves like finding something that just really means a lot, like a song or a book or something, and I want to share it with the world. I want to tell every single person I meet. I want everybody to like appreciate it or respect me for appreciating it and everything. But they don't have to do that. They have their own free will. And sometimes it's really special to keep certain things to ourselves, and the more I realize that, the more I feel that maturing in a way Um, because some social media is really simply that it's just sharing it's sharing content and sharing ideas it's sharing what's going on in your life it's this constant sharing 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 and that is good and healthy to an extent but I personally have found you know the older I get the less and less appealing it is because I find myself wanting to be more private wanting to not have surface-level friendships or just, you know, be friends with everybody. And it's great to try to be friends with everybody because just being kind and caring to a lot of people is something that we should be doing in general. It's what we're called to do. But we don't have to be friends with everybody. We don't have to share everything with everybody all the time. And there is something healthy about connecting with people in a deeper way, you know, not just in a surface level way, You know, really getting to know someone and being able to open up your heart to that person, knowing that they can open up their heart out to you and you can come together with your struggles, with your difficulties, and there's no judgment. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think I'm really tired of those surface level relationships that our society just kind of says is good to have. Like, it's good to have acquaintances. It's good to put yourself out there and meet all these people and interact with them and all that kind of stuff. But you have to realize that that there's something so beautiful about having, like, a small, tight-knit group of people in your life that you can turn to. And sometimes that takes time to find. And sometimes people will come and go in your life. But there's something beautiful about how God will send the people that you need in your life during the right season of your life. And those people might not always stay. But when they're there, they're there for a reason, you know? And it's kind of something that I have, you know, been thinking a lot about because there are people that I was getting to know that I was really excited that I was getting to know. But then we just kind of stopped talking really didn't really connect anymore and i was just kind of like okay was this is going anywhere like it feels one-sided i don't want to be the person that bugs them all the time and you know the more I thought about it and i prayed about it and i was like you know if it's meant to me it's meant to be and i can pray for that person no matter what i can still think about that person no matter what and maybe that person's not meant to be a part of this season of my life And that's okay. Maybe that person is just going through a a hard time. And I'm just not the person they need in their life. And it, it takes off the pressure on ourselves to try to be, like, pleasing to everybody. You know, we can't try to appeal to everybody's palate, if that makes sense. Because, think about it as human beings, different things taste good to us. So I might really, really like black licorice, but my family hates black licorice. So I have different, I have a different palette than my family does, but I like certain music that my brother doesn't like. And then we have things that we both like, you know? So just putting that into perspective, think about how when it comes to relationships and friendships, everybody is different and has their own unique, Palette, if that makes sense so there's certain things that they're seeking in a friend and a companion um in a relationship and we naturally as human beings will try to be in relationships with people that we know are kind of complementary for us um or we try to I guess, um, I don't know, it's not like we try to filter through people, but we su- we kind of subconsciously do all of that. Um, we naturally gravitate towards the people and the things that are appealing to our taste buds, our palate, right? And that doesn't just apply to food, it applies to all aspects of life. So, realizing that you are a unique, Individual that will, will have your own preferences. and Being able to embrace that and not feel ashamed about that is, is part of growing up. It's part of becoming confident in your own skin. It's important to embrace because as you get older, sometimes friend groups shrink naturally. I noticed that my friend my friend groups have like shrunk drastically, and in a way, it hurt, and it was. But it was out of my control, you know. It wasn't something that I really had control of. And while it hurt to see maybe some people, you know, still have their tight knit groups that they've been with, you know, all through high school and middle school and all those type of things, I realized I'm not those people. I God didn't see that it was fit for me to have that, and that's okay. And in those moments where I did feel that loneliness or that sense of, um, unworthiness in a way, too, thinking maybe I'm the reason why this person walked out of my life or just stopped talking to me, and I stopped taking all of that personal pressure on myself, like, realizing that sometimes people just, just don't end up connecting you know and that is perfectly okay um for me personally like
1: there have definitely been a lot of like
0: ups and downs throughout my life where I felt like I really you know had it all like I had a great friend group I you know a lot of activities and things that i enjoyed that i was like just kind of thriving in and there's been seasons of my life where i didn't really have a lot of people um i had these walls built up and i had these trust issues uh, and those things that i used to love and enjoy doing weren't things that i enjoy doing anymore and that could have just been because as i get older my my palate is changing, my taste buds are changing, I'm growing, everybody around me is growing and we're growing at different rates. And so it's not it's not a me problem. It's not a them problem. It's a it's nobody's problem. It's nobody's fault. It's just that sometimes we just grow out of things. And think about it. When you were younger, you probably loved Barney but you grew out of Barney, right? It's not something you still like. You know, you might joke about it and make memes about it, but it's not something you will sit down and enjoy watching at the end of your school day. You know, like, that's something you did when you were little. um, Because you grow, and you change, and you mature. And so, as I'm thinking about this next chapter of my life coming up, and the next few months, and the journey that I've been going on for the past several years as well, just looking at the past and the future, I'm seeing that despite the fact that there was a lot of hurt and a lot of ups and downs, I'm exactly where I need to be right here and right now. And there's, there's no reason for me to wish otherwise. Because even though there have been things that I was like, man, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I would have had this, or,
1: or maybe when I'm thinking about the
0: future and I'm like, maybe I'll have this, I want this, I'll get this. Strip away all those things, those what ifs, and start just seeing what you have right here in front of you, you'll start becoming more grateful and feeling more blessed and feeling just more at peace. And I'm not saying this like, oh, I've already felt this, I've discovered this, this is something I've already been like a professional at, like just saying, oh, let's just be content in the now. That's something I'm in the midst. Of, like, trying to, I guess, practice in my daily life. And the reason I'm sharing all these thoughts with you guys is that I want to let you guys know that in the season of maybe waiting or growing or whatever you're going through, there's a purpose for that. And if you've experienced maybe loss in your life, whether it was like the death of a loved one or Maybe someone in your life moved away and you're not in touch anymore. Whatever it has been, those things act as a way of helping us to become stronger and helping us to detach from the world from the world, from others, from ourselves, and cling on to Christ. Because at the end of the day, we still have. Who is gonna love us no matter what? But who's gonna forgive us no matter what? Who's going to be there for us no matter what? God, God will always be there. And I think every time we say, "I'm lonely," "I don't have anybody," "I am hopeless," "I don't have any things," all those stuff, all that, all those things that we think or we say out loud, they hurt God. God. They hurt Him deeply because He's like, "Hello." I'm over here. I love you. What are you talking about? Um and he's like you have me, right?
1: Um and
0: it's kind of sad that I've thought that way that others have thought that way and it's all about trying to reframe your mindset around having a good healthy relationship with God, treating Him as your best friend. And once you learn to start doing that, things will start I guess feeling less lonely or hopeless or I guess just kind of those things that weigh you down down will start feeling a lot lighter because you realize that you're not alone and well, it's it's hard. It is so hard to just be like, I surrender to you, Lord. I trust in you. I am trusting that what you're doing in my life right now is going to be good for me, especially when you're just struggling with so much. Like, it's hard to do that. But it's in those moments that we need to do it the most. And I've talked about all this stuff again and again. But it's something that I'm working on. It's something that I feel that others are probably going through, but don't want to admit. Um, and the purpose for me coming on here is to say, you guys are not alone.
1: Um, and while you and I might not be going through
0: the same thing, I guarantee you that at one point or another we have, and if I haven't gone through something you've gone through, somebody else on this planet has, and they've survived. They got up,
1: they lived their
0: life, and they ended up finding their purpose. And you know what? We may not ever know our purpose in this life, but really, that whole phrase of trying to find your purpose and your meaning in life is really ridiculously stupid, and I hate it, and it's so new agey, because we already have a purpose, and it's bring in the story that God has for our life, and that purpose is really mainly just to know love and serve. God in this life, to be with him in the next. If you have studied the Baltimore Catechism growing up, you will know that. You will have that memorized by heart. I remember how many times I said that growing up as a kid, and how that's still something I will
1: find a way to bring
0: into conversation, or a theology question, or you know something like a talk like this that essentially like we as human beings like our purpose really is to know love and serve god in this life to be with him in the next and it's trying to find what's the best way to do that what's the best way to strive towards sainthood because that's what we're called to be everybody's called to be a saint and everybody's life is not gonna look like mother Teresa's life or um we like Saint Therese's life. Those are very different saints. They live very different lives, but they both found ways to serve God. You know, Mother Teresa in her littleness, by serving the poor, by getting down at their level, struggling with them at their level, and Saint Therese in her little way, who said, Man, you know, I just feel so little. I I just feel like I'm too tiny to climb these big, huge steps on this stairway to heaven, and is it wrong of me to try to find a way in my littleness to to reach towards the heights, right, to be lifted up, you know, in some sort of elevator, in a way, and it sounds like she's trying to get the easy way out, but she wasn't. And that's when she discovered the little way and when she started thriving in her willness and realized that as a human being, we're really just called to do what's set in front of us at the present moment. Like, that's what Mary's fiat was. And that's a big example for all of us is that, yes, I will do what God is telling me to do right here and right now, even though I may not know anything and everything that will play out in my life that he's in control and that whatever he's calling to calling me to do right here and right now has a purpose and he's not gonna abandon me. Um, And again it's so hard to remind yourself that when you're going through a dark time. I know I've been really struggling with that recently. You know it's like I am kind of angry with God in the back of my head. I'm just kind of like I don't say like oh God you're so bad or mean like i'm not saying these things to god but subconsciously i'm just kind of of like it's like i'm holding this grudge i'm holding back because i'm hurting and that is affecting me in all areas of life though and i've seen it like and it hurts and it's hard it's hard to let go it's hard to see the beauty and the unknown and in the struggle and to surrender to him but there really is so much good, there's so much to live for, there's so much to smile for and to be thankful for, and to to just, I don't know, be, you know, um, and it's all a part of the journey, um, it's all a part of the path towards striving towards sainthood, you know, and for me personally like i know it hasn't been easy and it won't be easy but that's good and i will tell you guys this quote time and time again but saint augustine said you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they rest in you it's my all time favorite saint quote because we are or, Restless. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the song Restless by Audrey Asad. I grew up listening to that song. I listened to it on repeat. I got it in voice lessons many years ago. And it's it just constantly reminds me of the St. Augustine quote. Um, Switchfoot also has means- a song called Restless. Um, it's a very kind of similar piece, like, in terms of, like, like the lyrics are similar but it just has a very similar meaning behind it and it reminds me of the saint augustine quote even though it might not be based off of the saint augustine quote i find it just a really beautiful um, piece of music that just reminds me that we will never be satisfied in this world we will never find real comfort and that's okay because this is what Pope Benedict Sixteenth said, and I will also be saying this all the time, but he said, like, the world offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort, you were made for greatness. And that's been something that I've been reminding myself a lot recently, is that I've had to make some big decisions over the past few weeks, and I still kind of am, and I'm just kind of processing it all now that I've kind of made some of these decisions, and, and- I've had so many mixed emotions about it all, Um, but I realized that, you know, God is really trying to show me something through that quote, you know, that by embracing the discomfort, God's going to bring me comfort and blessings and graces in ways that I can't even explain, and he already has, you know, he's already shown how good he was, how good he is, and how much he wants to work in my life. Much he has been working in my life, and how much I've been blind to that for so many reasons recently. And he's showing that I'm I'm not alone by, you know, bringing certain people in my life that are going through similar things. Um, You know, having support from people, having prayers from people, all these things recently have been signs of his great abundance and his great love and his, his way of saying, like, Need to hold on to hope but there's reason to hold on to hope because he has good in store for me and he's just asking me he's just like allie just please this once just can you step out of your comfort zone and let's let let something let me do something great for you you know and let's let something amazing happen because when you step out of your comfort zone that's where greatness begins greatness doesn't begin in your comfort zone because you can't do great things if you are stuck in a little bubble you know think about how during the war like any type of war throughout history did they sit at home and did they let you know the war just happen like did they not they, they got up, they left their homes, they left their comfort zone, and they fought. They, they served, and they struggled, and they did it because that's where greatness happens. That's where good things happen. And it might take a lot of sacrifice in order for those good things to happen, but it always happens in the, wind, in the end because
1: good always wins. It always conquers God always wins God always comforts He will always prevail
0: and evil will never will never win it doesn't have power over us unless we let it have power you know fear is that thing that we let us we let hold us back and fear can just be like this, this horrible drug that we get addicted to if that makes sense um sometimes we find comfort in the discomfort and i've talked to you guys about that it's something that i've talked to a lot of people about and it's just when you fall into old habits you fall into those struggles and those difficulties in your life like it's just easier to embrace it all and deal with it because it's familiar than yourself in an uncomfortable situation where you um, are able to find healing because sometimes it's hard to ask for help sometimes it's hard to put yourself out there and be vulnerable but that's where healing happens that's where greatness happens you know think about that in all aspects of your life And all aspects of people who, I don't know, like, do great things during their lifetime. You know, like, did Thomas Edison fail? Yes. He failed a lot. But he was like, you know, I just filmed a million different ways that didn't work until I found the right way, you know? So, honestly, just being able to be like, you know what? Failure is good. Failure is healthy. Healthy Discomfort is healthy. Um, and being able to just be vulnerable, like all these things can get you so far in life and so can grit. And I've talked about this a lot too. It's one of my favorite words. Thanks to my dad. He said, "Ellie, your grit and your determination will get you further in life than you know, your brains, and your success, and all those type of things, um, and, you know, you don't, you shouldn't let those things hold you back, you know, you shouldn't feel like you're too dumb, or you're too shy, or all those things, because, again, that's, that's where great, greatness begins again like what's funny is if i this past week or two didn't go up and talk to somebody and put myself out of my comfort zone i would not have made an amazing friend um and someone that you know was going through something similar to me and um you know someone that could be a good like a roommate for me in the future like it was kind of funny because like if i really didn't put myself out of my comfort zone in a certain situation like a week or two ago then i might not have made a friend i might not have met someone that you know i could confide in does that make sense like um, good things happen those who wait if you know that quote and good things happen to those who step out of their comfort zone you know all the great people throughout history had to have butterflies in their stomach had to cry had to struggle had to have blood sweat and tears to get where they were and all of it was worth it and god used them in ways that you know we could never imagine and if they didn't have done if they hadn't done it the world might not be where where it is today you know your life and what you do really does affect the world and those around you it shows you know being a good example is so important you know especially in this day and age like speaking the truth with truth of love you know being a witness an eyewitness to the truth and to what it means to Driving towards sainthood, and that's the best thing that you can do. Like, sure, people are like, "Oh, it's great to do missionary work and all that stuff," like and evangelize. But what's the best thing you can do? Live your life as a Catholic, and and embrace embrace it all. You know, that's the best thing you can do. Like, um, the priest was talking about this at Mass on Sunday in the homily. He was like, "Just when you're out in public, pray before your meals." make the sign of the cross, you know, pray your rosary. Don't be ashamed to do those things because that might strike a conversation. You know, you don't have to actively be going out and trying to convert people. Like, that's not our job. That's God's job. You know, what we need to be doing as Catholics is just being a good example, being a good friend, um, being open to conversations, letting God work through us is what we should be doing, and Realizing that we are not somebody's Jesus, you know, um, that's, that's something too that, like, people need really to remind themselves is like, you, it's not your duty to save somebody or to help them with everything that they're going on in their life. Like, they have to cry their own tears. They have to learn how to turn to Jesus. They have to come to their own realization of what they're doing might not be the healthiest thing for them. Like, we shouldn't be like, pulling out people or you know you know trying to correct people like that like if we do really see something wrong and something that is troubling like we can and we should try to help address that in the best way that we possibly can but again you have to realize that it's not your job as a person you know your job is to be a good example to someone that lives joyfully and that's what um the priest was talking about like that was really the big thing is to be joyful in everything because when people see that you are joyful at the side of suffering and at the side of discomfort it's inspiring and you know they'll be like how did they do it and you'll be able to be like oh it ain't me it's god <laughs> you know um and that's what it really means to live out your life um to its fullest and it it, it people when they people when people are like live your life to its fullest like that does not mean go drink and party and make out with people and do all those things that you feel like you know are going to satisfy you because none of those things are going to satisfy you all those things are gonna bring service level friendships and relationships in your life that are toxic and unhealthy. You're not surrounding yourself with good positive people or you're not intaking good content and um, that I've been I right, that I spoke about at the beginning of this episode. It's it's all about, you know, trying to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with good people or um surrounding yourself in good safe places too, like you know, choosing to um you know go like I don't know, choosing to go to mass on Sunday of uh, every single week, um like instead of staying home and watching football. Like those things make a big difference in the long run of your life in other people's life because then you become a good example and really like that's just kind of where the basis of striving towards sainthood starts and um, yeah just just rejoicing in everything being thankful in everything I think it's one thing to go to God with all our petitions and all the good things and all the bad things, but what we tend to forget is Thanksgiving. And when I was studying the Psalms in my theology class last semester, the priest was talking about how um, normally there's a lament. There's so much lamenting in the Psalms. Um, you know, you'll do the divine office and stuff and you'll see that there's just a lot of lament a lot of just suffering you know these are the israelites you know they're just feeling abandoned all these things so whenever you feel like you're abandoned like go and turn to the songs like um those are probably something you could maybe relate to i really really liked the song like reading the song and anyways there's normally lament but not only is there lament afterwards there's a thanksgiving there's a song of praise to god right And it's a reminder that when we pray and we're talking about
1: all our problems
0: and we're ranting to God, that we thank them. We thank Him for those problems. We thank Him for everything in our life. And we praise Him. That's another thing we should be doing. Praising Him for His love and for His mercy. Um, Being thankful that He is an all-merciful and all-loving God, that He wants to get to know us, and asking Him for
1: the grace to grow
0: deeper in our relationship with Him. Um, to realize that he really is closer, like, close to us and that he wants to get closer to us and that he's closer to us than we think. You know, he's always there. He's always listening. He knows what we're going to do before we, we're we going to do it. So why are we doubting? Why are we not trusting? Um, and I know it sounds like I'm preaching to the choir and I've, you know, realized all these things, but Oh, I've realized these things and I've expressed these things out loud to you guys like now and you know in the past it doesn't mean that I'm in a place where I'm, where I'm actively doing all these things, um, but I'm trying and that's what's important and that's part of the little way that St. Charles talks about is just trying our very very best and when God sees that we are trying really hard and we want to do better and we ask that he will help us to do better. Like listen. You know, he's always listening. But you know, he really will help. He really will listen. You know, um, what's amazing is I had to have this blood draw this morning. I was so nervous about it. I passed out the last time I had a blood draw. It was a horrible, horrible experience. Um, and I had some people praying for me this morning and I found this beautiful prayer online about know um having a good successful appointment and a good successful blood draw, I don't know it was a very specific prayer and it was just kind of weird that I stumbled upon it and it was very fitting and I prayed it on the way to um my appointment this morning and I was a little bit nervous, don't get me wrong, but walking into the office you know sitting down actually like being in the process of you know um about to, like, get my butch on, I felt so much peace, this morning, I felt a lot of peace, more peace than I have felt in a long time, it was weird, it was really weird, because that was a very uncomfortable situation for me, like, to think about, you know, for the past several days, because back in my head, I was doubting, I was saying, you know what, I passed out last time and I prayed that I wouldn't pass out and that happened for the first time it scared me I was having all these doubts in my head you know I was like know, god's gonna you know make me pass out again like I just I was like I don't want that because I have things I have to get done today and places I have to be and I don't I don't want to feel sick and you know really weak because when i noticed that when you pass out your body bit it definitely just restarts it reboots itself basically like a laptop would and um that's how it feels so your body is kind of weak like it feels kind of rested in a way but it's very very weak um and i felt like just so shaky for like two days I'm just kind of really off but anyways i was like oh please don't let that happen again i was just so paranoid but again I have never had a more successful blood draw in my life and I've had to have quite a bit over the past few years. So especially more frequently recently. So I just had an amazing experience and I think it was just a wonderful sign that God is good. He listens. And if we just trust, as I was trying really hard to do this morning, I was trying to shut out all those voices and those doubts in my head and we just trust he provides he does so much good and even though this is probably like a simple little example of his goodness it just it goes to show that he's always listening and he's always there um and there's nothing wrong with asking others to pray too like don't feel ashamed for it don't feel weak for it um having others praying and another beautiful thing about that, too, is you can pray for them and their atten- intentions. Um, and you have just like this whole praying chain going on, and it starts a chain reaction, too. Like, um, I don't know. It really truly is beautiful. Um, and just surround yourself with people that you know and trust that you can turn to for prayers and for um, just comfort and for, and for encouragement. And I think I've been lucky enough to have those, like, just few people in my life that I really know and can, that I can turn to no matter what and no matter where I am in the world. They would still pray for me, um, they would still try to comfort me. And, you know, you always have God, you always have your family, and they'll never leave you, they'll never abandon you. But, you know, God's more reliable than, you know, Your most reliable friend or family member in your life which is even more special to think about like he really does want to enter into a deeper relationship with us and i just hope and pray that we are all able to do so um that we're all able to to grow deeper in our faith and to strive towards sainthood and realize that you know we're not always going to be able to be friends with everybody we're not always going to have to like we're not always going to fit in We're not always going to make the best decisions. We're going to fail, and we're going to fall down carrying our cross, but we're not going to do it alone. And God will bring people in your life that will help you carry that cross when you are struggling. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in seeking help. There's no shame in falling down and picking yourself back up. And I hope that what I'm saying getting to you guys and it's it's just a reminder that you're not alone you know I have been struggling with a lot and it's not something I personally want to share on here like in detail but there's been a lot that I've been struggling with there's been a lot of times I've just kind of broken down in in tears and I have felt like I've been abandoned by God but when I step back and I just think about all the good especially recently When I've been feeling so bad, like he's there, but sometimes we're just too blind to see it. We haven't let those scales on our eyes fall off. Like think about Saul. He is such an amazing witness about what God can do with somebody's life. Like so many saints are, but like if you're, I'm studying, uh, like been studying Acts of the Apostles and um, the epistles and stuff right now in theology and. Man, Paul is just a great example. And you know what's funny is, I was like, I said something about how, like, oh, I, you know, I would be a much happier person if I lived in, like, Ireland or something, or in England, just because I just love the thought of it, and the like, the rolling hills and the green and all that. And my dad's like, Allie, oh, do you think that like, St. Paul was like, happy in prison? And I was like, yeah, he was. was like it doesn't matter where you are it just matters how you choose to react in that situation and i was like yeah that's a good point and it was funny that he brought that up just when i when i said that because i was literally studying um, about that in just like saint paul's life and stuff in theology that afternoon and i was like okay <laughs> i'm trying to say something and it just it really is a reminder that again, no matter where you are in your life or like or, you know, like where you are spiritually, mentally, you know, all that stuff, or like where you physically are too, there's always room for joy. There's always room for gratitude, there's always room for praise. And think about like Saint Maximilian Kolbe, too. Like he like he had this great devotion to the Blessed Mother and he would Have you know these wonderful conversations with you know the fellow um, prison mates and I guess I wouldn't really even call them prison mates like they're not in prison they're just you know um, I guess what would you call it I don't know what you would call them anyways well it, it it was during the Holocaust right and would be in these like horrible living conditions it was dark they couldn't see you know they're all crammed on these hard metal beds like just horrible horrible living conditions they're being starved to death but what are they doing they're smiling they're praising the lord they are um they he would sing hymns to mary like every single day um there was just that great sense of joy and he walked to his death with a great sense of joy because there was no room for fear when he filled his heart with with God's love you know when he let God fill his heart with love because God will always fill our hearts with love but we have these walls that we build up and we have to let God Tear those down. We have to help tear those down. Just like the wall of Jericho. We got to let it fall down, guys. And we got to let God come in. And again, like it doesn't matter where you are in the world,
1: you know, whether you're
0: miles and miles away from home in a very uncomfortable situation, there are so many reasons to trust in God, so many reasons to smile and to get up each day. And I think really putting things into perspective and realizing, man, I'm not, you know, um, a Jew or a Catholic, you know, living during the time of the Holocaust, you know, I'm not in a situation like that, praise God, or I'm not like Paul, I'm not imprisoned, you know, for my faith, or I'm not like St. Stephen, where I am, you know, gonna get stoned because I'm talking about my faith, you know, like, realizing that are very well things that could happen especially in third world third world countries like realizing that where you are right here right now like in your life there are so many reasons to be blessed and to find joy no matter where you are like physically mentally or spiritually so with that being said i want you guys to know that i am praying for you all you're all in my thoughts and um, and again just keep on trusting keep on loving and um, I don't know, but I, I think I've shared this with you guys a lot too, but I want to encourage you to do the Surrender Novena. I'm going to do it as well again. Um, and maybe like that's something we all can do together. So if you're listening to this and you want to do it, I'm going to start doing the Surrender Novena tomorrow. So if you would like to do the Surrender Novena with me, just please do it and I will be praying for any of you guys intentions, um, and just know that God is closer to you than your next. You know He is within you. He wants to draw closer to you, and there's no reason to be afraid. There's no reason to feel alone, um, and to be scared about the future or anything because He's right there with you, no matter what. Take care, um. Have an amazing rest of your week. Make sure to find time to rest and to pray and to spend time with those around you that are uplifting, um, spiritually and mentally and encourage others, you know, be kind to others, don't judge others, um, and be open to trying new things. Those are just great things we should all be trying to do all the time. You know, go out of your comfort zone because The world offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort, you were made for greatness.